Welcome to Three Peas in a Pod, Purpose, Pathways, and Perspectives. I'm Lenora, your host, and I'm here with associate producer, Kathy Townsend. Hi, Kathy. Hello. Good to see you. You too. I have fun talking with you. I love that when we get to do this. I know that I pushed you because I'm the one who likes to talk. And, and I don't. <laughs> and yet you're really good at so many things. And uh, I really appreciate you being the partner with me on these conversations. Love being your partner. Oh, thank you so much. Well, we talked about what we were going to cover this week and that we decided the topic was just going to be on mentors. What is a mentor? A lot of people might be familiar with that word. Maybe a few aren't. So I'll start off with a quick definition. I like word studies. It's not that deep, but someone who teaches or gives help, advice to a less experienced, often younger person, an advisor, a guide, an instructor, teacher, coach, whatever, to enlighten me, to inform me. So because I am doing work outside of this podcast and in a program that I run, we have mentors in the program, so it's made me be more involved with that term, helping people get involved formally or informally. I've benefited myself in both directions of mentoring. That's why I thought it'd be fun to talk about. Because some people, it's a very common term. You accidentally do it or on purpose all the time, but let's talk through it. It sounds good. So I didn't know that you had them specifically by that title at where you work. Well, we don't have a formal program. But in the work that I do, we do always ask for these young people that are getting some opportunity that they do have someone they, they can consider a mentor. So whether you call it a peer mentor, I just want that mentality in the people's mind that are helping a young person who gain, gaining some work skills to realize, hey, you're kind of their coach. You're kind of the person that they can go to beyond their supervisor to ask questions, to get some input. And know that you're a place for them to go to. That's good. But we do it pretty casually. I know you and I talked about this concept before. And then we thought we should just record because we're just talking about this <laughs> on the side. Have you, by the way, had formal mentors in your past? Or what has that concept meant to you? I have not had formal mentors in my past. I mean, Obviously, I had, I've had teachers, I've had managers, bosses, but not in the sense where I've hired somebody to be a mentor or specifically even sought somebody out to be a mentor. But I've certainly had mentors, pastor's wives, my mom, she was a great example anyway. She would read self-help books. She felt she needed help. She wanted things to change. So she looked into some things and I watched that growing up of how she did that. She took control of some things that she didn't like in herself to change them. And then I've had some good friends and you're definitely one of them. A good friend who's you've mentored me knowingly or not, you know, how to be a great example, a godly example of a mother for your children and how to pray and what to pray for. So yeah, I've had some non-formal examples. What about you? Have you had a formal mentor before? I'd say a very mild formal if I have. I haven't said, hey, would you be my mentor? But I have very specifically looked at people as a mentor, known that they were mentoring me whether it's bosses in one-on-one -on -one conversations or when I'm discussing something and I realize how much I'm gaining from them. I use a term that I found out not everybody knows. It's kind of an older term, dates me, called how I learn is I would say I'm a gleaner. And somebody a little younger goes, what, what is that? 
And I thought, oh, yeah. It's also because it comes out of an Old Testament term. So I just had heard it. It's people that would go out in the field. And if somebody was harvesting, grabbing the wheat, and some of it was their scraps left over or stuff that is kind of, they didn't get everything when they harvested. And so you go behind and pick up the things that were left behind and, and get some benefit yourself from following behind the people that were harvesting. Mm -hmm. So I have often gleaned from many people picked up and learned from watching them, following them, seeing what they're doing. And again, you and I chatted a little bit beforehand. I was talking about the concept of how I grew up. I, for a long time, kind of thought, that people grow up and whatever happens kind of happens. I literally thought, you know, when you grow up, the rich people grow up and become rich. Poor people grow up and are poor and crazy people grow up and go crazy. And I'm not joking. I'm not making that even as a joke. That's how I thought. It's kind of like whatever you have, well, see what pops out of you when you get older because that's your lot in life. And if I hadn't had, and for me, it was some pastors for a long time who really, really focused on what's your vision for your life. What are your goals? What is your vision? Your vision is your future. And it took a long time for me to go, oh, that sounds kind of nice to, oh, well, that really matters. What you put in your eyes, when she goes into your brain and into your subconscious and into you, then becomes your expectations. The words you hear, what you watch and see over and over again becomes good, bad, or somewhere in the middle, you're my normal. What I see, the environment I'm in becomes what's normal for me. That might be great. It might be, eh, okay. It might be something really scary. I don't know. But whatever you're used to seeing, you get comfortable there. And I didn't realize how much you could change what your normal is by changing the input. You do it long enough, you can change the output. Because I am convinced humans are really good at duplicating whatever is normal to them. Okay, I see what you mean. So thinking about whatever becomes normal to you, whatever you're used to seeing enough becomes your normal, your output. Think about how people walk. In general, when you walk, you're just up on your two feet and your legs and you move forward. And, and there's a basic process anyone who's walking goes through. But if you've seen people in their style of walking, how different it can be done. Fast pace, you got the slow walkers, you got the people who have their feet kind of toward inward kind of straightforward, outward posture, so many different factors into how somebody walks. And if you were to see their family, it can be kind of interesting to see that, oh my gosh, those kids walk just like their dad, or they walk just like their mom. I saw a photo of my kids some years ago and I went, oh, Lenora, fix your posture. They're standing just like you. So we all worked on that because I thought, uh-oh, they're duplicating me for sure because they're seeing me every day. So how you walk, Think about where somebody lives. Have you ever had people play that game? Hey, by an accent, can you tell where they grew up? Or where I know, they but live? it sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be very good at it, except for a couple of maybe obvious ones, at least obvious to me. Like you might hear, is it a British accent or Australian accent or New Zealand or East Coast, West Coast in the US or you know anything like that? But it's because it's what they heard and what they heard and what they heard. It may even be the same basic language, but that accent they heard from being around it and around it and hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. So that same thing is the principle of learning. And that's why mentors can help you shift what you're producing in your life. Because, I mean, how would you pick a mentor? You could say, hey, I like the quote fruit of their life. In other words, what's coming out of their life? What are they producing? What kind of family do they have? What kind of income do they have? What kind of skill do they have? If I see something and I think, 
hey, maybe I can have that. So then I want to learn about that person or somebody like them to get the same results. And it usually is not an overnight change. Some things can change quickly, but that's why mentoring is a, it's a time thing. It happens usually over time. You change the input and eventually you change the output. Interesting. Okay. So you can look at somebody and, and like, like you said, their success in sales, for instance, would be something that you might want to duplicate or their character, or, you know, there are so many different things that you might be looking for or notice about somebody and think, you know, just make you question, how can I get that? What, what do they have that I don't have? Yeah. And find a way to, to duplicate it or find somebody to help you learn it. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of different ways you can be mentored. I think some people have thought of it as if it's not a formal program, dang it, we're not really doing it. I personally think mentoring can happen many different ways. Like what kind of ways are you talking about? I think it can be as simple as, well, if you've written a book, I can read your book. Okay. I would learn from you. Maybe if it's a romance novel, I might not learn as much. (laughs) But if you wrote an instructional thing or something about a topic I cared about and I saw you had some good fruit, which by the way, pay attention to what is the fruit off of that tree? What is, what's coming out of that person's life? Do I want that? Because that's who I want to mentor me if I want that outcome. I mean, you don't want to learn about money from somebody who's doesn't have any. Oh, that's, um, that's true. You could learn what not to do. But if I really want mm-hmm. to learn about some finances, I want to know that this person has some success in that area of their life. Okay. But I can read their book and gain some mentoring. I have certainly listened to many speakers because I do like uh, learning like an auditory learner by listening. Mm-hmm. So whether I'm listening to a podcast, watching a video, I'm hearing from whatever they've done and gleaning from it. There's that word again, (laughs) learning, scraping off information from whatever they're putting out. So it can be as simple as read their book, listen to their podcast, listen to their conversations. I'm not eavesdropping. You know, I could do, I could say, Hey, if it's a friend or someone I want to know, or maybe a coworker and say, Hey, do you mind if we have coffee? I just want to ask you some questions. It can be as simple as that and be mentoring, or it could be, Hey, can we have lunch? And right now it's a virtual lunch a couple of times a month. And we just talk about stuff and they'll ask questions. So, and you end up developing a, fr- a friendship as well often, but it's just through having regular conversation. And, and then it's up to the person if they want to learn then to just ask questions. Okay. What do you want to learn about? So it can be as simple as a totally distant mentor or someone that you are regularly engaged with personally. Or through the written word or the spoken, the podcast word or something. Yeah. You know, sometimes you, you could, Talk to somebody who's who maybe you like how they're so successful in their sales, but if you look carefully, maybe their life isn't that great. Maybe they're really successful in this area, but not in this area. So you want to be careful, I think, you know, the, the whole fruit of the person, possibly, if you're getting tips and, and information from them, that it doesn't lead you down a path that makes you, you know, you're working so many hours, for instance, that your marriage is now unhappy or something like that. It's, yeah, it's paying attention to that. Again, those varied kind of ripple effects. And I, I can learn certain pieces from somebody like people at work that I have grown from. And I've just learned from some really sharp leaders, but I don't actually know what their life is like in some other areas. So I certainly gain from where I do some, some good results. And I have sometimes seen things and went, yeah, I'm not going to do it that way <laughs> because I just see how it either wouldn't work for me or they're not aware of an area where their fruit isn't very good. I mean, we all have that. I have areas where 
I'm stronger than others. Have you ever thought of offering mentoring skills or information specifically to people like, you know, joined boys and girls club that needs mentors after work or after school or through a high school or something to mentor the high school kids or anything like that? I have. I've actually been a mentor through a couple of programs. I've certainly been one on the job in the program we have. We happen to call it Opportunity Knox, an internal program. And I have been a mentor officially for young adults in a fantastic organization called Year Up. And I've done some remote mentoring with gals less frequently across the world in Southern India. We just met a few different times and had conversations. They would just ask me questions. The one I did through Year Up, they had a really nice regular structured program at the time where they matched you up. They asked a few questions and they'd they'd ask me a few questions. They asked the candidates a few questions, paid attention to where people lived because we did usually meet once a month face-to-face and then once a week by email or phone call. And we did that for six months. Oh gosh, I loved it. It was very special, very fun. And I certainly gained a ton from it. You just, you're inspired by these young people. And then they can just decide to be as proactive about how engaged they were or what, what, how much they wanted to get out of it themselves with how consistent they were, what they, you know, kind of, you know, whatever they wanted to ask. Sure. So you found that you gained something as well as a mentor. It was helpful to you and it was impactful to you probably in your life. It was, it's been really enjoyable. Sometimes I actually would think, gosh, I'm busy. Can I even do this? Because my, you know, whatever was going on in my life was demanding. But thankfully, they framed it out in that specific commitment to be very manageable. And gosh, I always thoroughly enjoyed it. And I went, wow, I'm really glad I did this. We had some very senior people participate in that too, that I know they run at a very, very, very fast pace. And they still participated and really also gained benefits. So don't think, in fact, if you're looking for a mentor, And you want to do the casual, hey, can we have a virtual coffee once a month or a couple times a month? I'll do all the work. I just want to ask you questions periodically. And and maybe even just if you want to ask somebody, ask them to do it very short term. Because some people really are so dang busy with between their work and their family. But they might do that if you make it really, you kind of really clarify the the time constraint for what you're Mm -hmm. asking. And then say, hey, I'm just going to ask you some questions. And you can even do it for a month or two or do it a couple times do it once and then see if they'll do it again. Or if it doesn't work out to to be regular, you can still gain from observation, periodic conversations, things like that. But don't be afraid to ask. Often if somebody says no, or they don't think they can do it, it's not a personal rejection. You just don't know what they're trying to manage in their own life. you know. And so it's just sometimes people are under a lot of pressure and, and they just don't think they can carve out the space. Don't take that as a personal rejection. In fact, I think sometimes people don't ask for mentors for a couple reasons. I'm sure there's more reasons than this. Sometimes they don't want to hear someone say no. They think, well, they're, they don't think I'll worth the time. So they don't bother to ask. Or they've been really let down from people in the past who haven't kept their word or said a bunch of negative things. And in order to protect themselves, they don't risk anymore. They don't want to reach out. And of course, to some people, it's never occurred to them. Again, like me, which had I not had somebody in my life that became a mentor, helped shift my perspective, I just would have thought whatever I grew up in, whatever happened was, was more like a fate thing that happened. I did not know how much power I had to change my course. I had no idea how the human being can make incredibly powerful choices. And accepting responsibility for my choices or my, you know, eventually my circumstances, all that kind of stuff. 
I didn't love that at first because then I felt like I had to criticize myself because of the things I didn't like. And then I felt bad about myself. And that wasn't the point. It's no, I want to accept as much responsibility as I can because then I can change it. If I'm responsible, then I have some power. If I make you responsible for everything or the quote universe, though that I've got no power to do anything. Now, I don't control everything. I never will control everything, but there's so much I can control, even if it's how I respond, how I learn different ways to respond to whatever's going on in my life or whatever, if I want to head a direction. And I wasn't necessarily the fastest learner. Sometimes I want to head in a direction. I knew I wanted to try X, whatever that X might be. And I wasn't even clear about what that would mean, but I had that general direction, take a step at a time and then begin to see what's possible see some other people, learn from them, observe from them. And then more and more things open up. Things can get clearer, more easily understandable. And I actually get somewhere. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I grew so much. And I'm glad I just started. I'm glad I asked so-and-so a question. I'm glad I started watching. I remember one person I kind of felt like just observe her. I didn't have a lot of official mentoring conversations, but I started to just watch how she did things. Not just that she did things, but how she did things. And it just gave me a perspective, a normal that began to be more comfortable to me to do something I had never done before. I never thought to watch, well, how does she do this? I just kind of assume like, like when you grow up and go to school, I don't know if you were like this, Kathy, the teacher is a teacher. That's what they are 24 seven. That's a teacher. That's a fireman. That's a teacher. You don't think of that as that's a mom. That's a sister. That's a dad, whatever. No, it's a teacher. When I was a little kid, you didn't know that they did anything other than what you saw them in their role during that day. So again, realizing someone becomes a teacher, someone becomes a fireman or firefighter, someone becomes whatever. And it's a lot of steps to that and it's choices along the way. So the more responsibility I do take, the more freedom I have to actually make changes. And if I want to make my life better, then I want to find some people that have the fruit, the results that I want and either get to know them or learn from them or learn from people like them so that I can get that input into me Often it takes a while before things begin to change, but it's stunning how your life can be different. Yeah. So I think paying attention to your own life, being aware of how you're living your life and maybe some areas that you're not as happy with as you wish that you were, and then seeing alternative actions or options out there gives you something to kind of like, oh, I guess maybe I do have some choices. Maybe I could learn a new thing, a new way of doing things, a new way of thinking. When I've been around quite a few leaders in the last, well, at different times in my life, but especially in the last even decade, the number of high producing leaders. And I couldn't help but notice over time how few of them ever complain. They aren't complainers. They are solution people. They are, what can we do? Okay. So now what do we do? They have amazing attitudes typically. I, it's just, I couldn't not see it after a while. And I thought I was pretty positive, but to go, it's just made me better because you go, yeah, they're not going to swallow whatever you want to spit out at them in your complaints. Not that you don't ever share your frustration, but it's more like, well, what can I do? Well, how can we change? How can we get to this solution? Or do we do something different? Do we go kind of like the podcast we did you know, a month or so ago, outgrow the problem? How do I do that? Rather than sit there and just be mad about the problem. Yeah, so. we have some freedoms. Yeah. But if I didn't see people different than me that were farther along than I ever thought I would even go, there's no way I'd be doing any of the things that I've done. And I can't brag about it. It's not like I'm doing some amazing thing. But even the things that I have done, 
that are out of somebody's normal comfort zone over the years only happen because of other people I was around. Between taking opportunity, making the most of opportunity, watching other people and saying, okay, I'll try it too. And then you get a new comfort zone and a new fruit in your life. And then voila, sort of like a new life. But it's a bunch of stuff. It's step at a time. But mentors are a big deal because you learn from so much else and you end up both enjoying it. That's what it sounds like. You both benefit. And you get the most benefit when both people truly have some investment in it. But again, if I'm reading somebody's book, they don't even know. But if they did the labor, like, well, lately want to bring this up. The People Code book, when I told the author that his book was one that I cherish, it was absolutely true. And I saw how much he enjoyed hearing that his book mattered to somebody. He had mentored me through his book. Didn't even know it. But when I told him, you could just see how much he appreciated hearing it. So we like giving and receiving from each other. It's satisfying. It's a fulfilling part of our purpose is just being a benefit. I love a statement. It's a biblical one. It was said about Abraham, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. I think sometimes we can either get in a ditch where it's too much all about me, or I think nobody cares about me. I just need to do whatever's going to make you happy. Well, it matters that I have some things that I want, and it matters that you have things you want and need. We're supposed to have both. It's good for individuals to be blessed, and it's good for individuals to be a blessing. So you can be the mentor or the mentee. And honestly, you want to be in both spots all your life, because hopefully you want to keep growing, and hopefully you want to help somebody else's life be better. I like that, that you can be in both spots your whole life, that it never ends. It's not can have always to. be better. And we can always help other people get better. Yeah, plenty of opportunity. But I am terribly impressed with the leaders that I've seen. And I love how much they have made me better just because of what I've picked up from their habits, from their choices. And I went, oh, I want to make that choice. Yeah, so mentoring, you're worth the time. And by the way, you can mentor somebody else if you don't think you can as a listener. You have things to give and invest and teach others. It can be very simple. It doesn't have to be something formal or deep. But mentoring is really powerful. One way that I mentor is with uh, my little granddaughters. I'm with them quite a bit. And so I'm always aware that they're watching me and Mm. they're listening to my words and my actions, my driving habits, my, I mean, so many things. (laughs) So, and you can have nice conversations that are just uh, in the middle of a shopping trip or in the middle of lunch that you're hoping that they're getting seeds and they're seeing maybe some good things that they'd like to replicate. So I think we're always kind of on stage, you know, somewhere. We are kind of always accidentally mentoring, like you said, with grandkids. Now you said the word seeds. What did you mean by that? I know I like that concept too. Yeah, you're giving nuggets. You're giving, you know, could, could just be a little example of what, well, here's what we do first. Or we always say thank you or, you know, and doing it, performing it versus just telling them to do it. If they see you modeling it, you know, you're planting little seeds in their life where, with repetition, as you said, it becomes the norm for them, which is a good thing. Yeah. It's that sowing and reaping. Whatever you sow, you will eventually reap. It's like a farming term. If you put seeds in the ground, those seeds are what's going to come up. If you don't put seeds in the ground, this plant doesn't come up. (laughs) But we do accidentally plant seeds all the time. And we do learn from people all the time. That's why pay attention to who you let be your mentor. You don't want to have a bunch of accidental mentors. That's why I've cut back, you know, so many things of what do I choose to watch? What do I choose to continually go into my mind? Whether it's music or news or whatever, I want to decide what fruit do I want in a season when I begin to produce 
fruit from something I didn't realize I planted, I don't want that to be an accidental harvest. I want to get a harvest that I decide based on what I plant in me, which can be based on who I allow to mentor me, even if it's a news station. If it's a musician, you may love their music, but I will, I like, I don't want that message. That's going to produce seeds that go into my ear, end up in my heart. Do I want that message in my heart? Do I want those words to start coming back out and that person's attitude or that lifestyle they're describing? Do I want that? So that's, you know, now I have people in my life that care much more about music than I do. I can really enjoy it, but I will care more about other things. So it's easier for me to go, you know what? I don't care. Shut it off. And I like lots of different styles. But if you are a passionate person about music, please pay attention. You're letting them mentor you too with their message. So just be aware. There's the accidental mentoring, but fruit still comes from it. And these are the on-purpose mentoring and fruit will come from it. Often it doesn't happen overnight, but it absolutely will if you'll let it be absorbed in you and you keep taking steps. But otherwise I would have stayed in that place of, well, it's not my fault. It's just what I grew up to be, not knowing I was making choices all along, but I was on autopilot most of the time. So I've stopped being on autopilot and just continue to enjoy. I personally really like to quote grow. I don't want to always grow. I like vacations too, but (laughs) you know what I'm saying? I think it's fun to grow. I think it's fun when you start realizing what your potential is, it gets pretty exciting to invest in yourself. Always a good thing to invest in yourself. You're worth it. Yes. Well, there we go. Mentoring. I was just going to say, thanks for being my mentor. <laughs> oh gosh, Kathy. And you always, I learned from you in so many different ways that you don't recognize either. Friendships just plain bring mutual benefit. And you've become somebody that I know that I can trust, which has been a big deal. Friendship to bring a mutual benefit. And trust me, my friend, ours is a mutual benefit. What I learned from you as well. Oh, thank you so much. So we hope you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us comments. and. Have a great week. We look forward to talking with you, our audience, every week. So thanks for taking time and listening to Three Peas in a Podcast.